This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days In, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Lovely to see you. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Vanya. I'm the Rom. Hi, I'm Avrin, and I'm the Crime. And this is Rom Crime. This is our true crime comedy podcast that has romantic. Oh, God. So many romantic. I know, so many. Uh, can I say it just for me? Dresses. Yes, you can. Because Mama loves fashion. You love you some fashion. And we're about to talk about a fashion fucking icon. Yes, we are. I would also say that this is a, this is a story about a fairy tale, a perceived fairy tale. Truth. And how fairy tales are never quite what they seem. Very true. And man, was this one so interesting for me because of, I think, the age that you and I are at. Mm-hmm. We were young enough when yeah. it happened. I think I'm three years older than you. So I was like... A little bit older, so I was in high school. I was in I was in high school. Okay, so I was, but I was, was in my senior year. Right? Yeah. yeah, so I was a sophomore in high school, or maybe yeah. a freshman. I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I had just turned fifteen because my birthday is August twenty fifth. Oh yes, oh, my gosh. So if you didn't catch it by now, reading the title, we are covering Lady Diana, yes, the life of and Wales? death of Princess Diana of Wales. But I think she's like Princess was never her correct title, but. People called her that. Well, she was definitely the princess when she was married to okay, gotcha. to Prince Charles prince because Charles. she was Prince Charles's wife, so she was the princess. She was before that Lady Diana Spencer, which is perhaps the greatest fucking Lady Diana Spencer, like a, aristocratic British name of all time. Yes, and then I'm pretty sure after <clears throat> she was no longer the princess, she right. was just maybe Lady Diana again. Yeah, um, but she was pretty much known more than anything as the people's princess. So even when she was no longer technically the princess, she was still considered by the people of Britain to be their princess. It makes sense to me. So when when I was 
young, I knew about her because my mom liked her. And but oh, also who didn't? She I was know. also like on the cover of all the magazines. She was. And I actually, you know, back then I even was like, you know, she's a much older woman. I was like young kid, but I loved her fashion. I yes. wanted to be and I'm like this little, you know, big like curly haired woman. I'm, you know, like with whatever, just so not the, basically the opposite of Princess Diana as you can get almost. Um, but I just, I loved her, her grace and I liked her attitude. I didn't even know much about her, but I could just tell when you right. see her laughing on the news or whatever. Yeah, she had she, a great personality. I will say this. Um, I loved her son, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is, I think, maybe why she was somebody that I was aware of at the age of 15, other than the fact that as we will go over while we talk about this, she was the most famous woman in the yes. world, the most photographed, yeah. the most written about, the most talked about, like more than any movie star, more than any royal probably ever had been. I don't know if we can still say that today, and I think we'll get into that in at some point along the line. But I wanted to start with this. Do you remember where you were when you heard that Princess Diana had died? I do. I remember where I was. I was working at the mall. I was folding t-shirts. And I remember somebody ran in to the store that I was working at and was like, Princess Diana, blah, 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 dead. And I was like, what? And then I remember calling my mom and just being like, she, everybody was just like confused and in awe of it because even in our like small town in Washington state, we cared and it upset us that Princess oh, Diana yeah. died. It was devastating. Devastating. Yeah. I feel like it was really sad, but I don't think I took it in like maybe I would have if I was this age, you know, I was more like. We were teenagers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We exactly. were very sad that day and probably maybe the next day. Exactly. And watched all the things on the news, but quickly moved on to our own, you know, personal dramas. That's right. Very yeah. small, narrow worlds you live in as a teenager. Yeah. So where were you? So I was um, babysitting Ooh. for a friend of my parents. I was watching her, I believe, daughter. And the I, I hate that I can't remember exactly who it was, but she was actually out with my parents. Okay. And so like they came over, dropped me off. I babysat. They all went out to have dinner. I used to do that all the oh, time. Oh yeah. Story of my, of my entire teenage it's life. It's because you're like me. You're the oldest kid. I was the kid. oldest. But I wasn't yeah. watching my own siblings this time. I was actually babysitting and getting paid oh, for it. Good. So okay, I was fine. into it. <laughs> but they were, because my parents are rock stars to this day, they stayed out late. Good. So it was late enough that I had fallen asleep on the couch in the living room like hours after I'd put the kid to bed. And my mom, I remember my parents came in and kind of like gently woke me up and they were like, Avrin, did you hear the news? Have you been watching? And I was like, mom, <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm not 15. very nice when you wake me up. Ask my husband. Um, <laughs> but they were like, Princess Diana has been in a car accident because at this point. Oh, that's right. She hadn't died yet. She had only been in a horrific car accident. And they were like, do you mind if we just stay here and watch the news for like a few more minutes. And I was like, mm, you woke me up. Yeah. But I got up and we all watched the news. And based on like whatever the time difference was, we watched them change from, she's been in a like horrific car accident that took the life of her, you know, friend Dodi Al-Fayed, but she's most likely going to recover to Princess Diana has died. Aye. And I just remember my parents and their friend were they were devastated. And I remember being so sad, but like, yeah. I could see 
that my that was my mom more than my dad, but like affected yes. by the news of her death. And so I just remember watching the news pretty late at night for a 15 year old girl who never would have been watching the news anyway, if right. she had a choice right. and having them announce that she in fact had not survived the yeah, car crash. I think I learned about it the next day. That is just the reason I find it for me, if I would have been the parent at the time, older person watching is as we've you know done research and for this podcast, she was just like a rock star. She she had to live under certain rules and we're going to really get into it. But like, but she was also like, fuck these rules. And she was like, even how her son said in one of the documentaries I watched, it was like, she was a naughty mommy, you know, like she yeah, like did. She's also 36 years old exactly. when she died. So when I think about what she accomplished in her lifetime, Incredible. I am at this moment in time, two years older than she was when she passed away. And as I have come to say a lot over this pandemic times, I'm like, I've wasted my whole life. <laughs> no. Now that I'm not allowed to do anything, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I should have no. done more. No, but no, no not but, that you want to have kids, but like my mom had me when she was like 21 or 22. Right, so so you know, my, I was, my mom was 40 when I graduated from high school. Isn't yeah. See, crazy? like I was 11 when my mom turned 40. Yeah. So your mom, ha your mom was a young mom. She was like a Diana. I mean, my mom was, I think of my mom too as a young mom because she had me when she was 29 years old or. Also, she's spunky as and hell. And she's, she's still young. I still have a young mom. That's right, Betsy. <laughs> I still have a young mom. Um, and I'm sure you remember the story that I'm talking about. And I can't wait for you to call me and remind me of how it actually happened. Because <laughs> I'm sure I'm misremembering. But no, you know, it's, it's wild when you think about. Well, we're going to get into it. Let's not speculate on things until we kind of start telling you guys the story. Yeah. But can I just tell you one thing that yes. I took away more, not more than anything. I took away one that I'm extremely fascinated by this woman and plan on doing way more research and watching way more documentaries on her um, now because I'm just yeah. curious and fascinated and what a life. But what I took away the most from what I was watching all day long today was that I absolutely need to purchase blue eyeliner oh because she was that you know, she's that fair skin and those yeah. beautiful blue eyes and every time they would do a close-up of her in any of the documentaries when she was out in public yes or being filmed for anything she was wearing blue eyeliner was it did she interline i feel like she interlined yeah yeah she was the um it's like the what's it called like the wet line or yeah yeah the water line but oh I was like, God. girl, I forgot about blue eyeliner. Yes. I love you for m reminding me. One so, of my closest friends, Betsy Morris, wears blue eyeliner, eyeliner. And she, I don't know if she still does. We don't hang out every single day anymore. But when we were in college, she would be like, her eyes would just pop. It's a thing. It and then incredible. I forgot about it. So I just want to say thank you, Diana, yeah. for reminding me that as a fair-haired, blue-eyed girl, yeah. There are certain magical makeup tricks oh, that I've I completely forgotten about. So oh I'm going to utilize them while I sit in my apartment and my husband gets to look will at me. Will you please post it? Because yes, I, I need to see this. I will. Once I get my hair dyed. <laughs> so I guess we start yes. at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. It is. So <laughs> Diana Frances Spencer, as she was born on July 1st of 1961, was born into British aristocracy that went back generations. Like, she was born into a family where, like, all the kids were probably going to marry royals of, in so some crazy. way. Yeah, in some way. They were that 
close yeah. to the royal family. But they weren't royals, right? They weren't. Well, technically they weren't royals. But, but they were like given like a title. dad was an earl. Okay, gotcha. So she was born to John Spencer um, and uh, Francis Spencer. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. Excuse me. She was four of five children. Those were her siblings' names. But the, she was born to her dad was the Earl, the eighth Earl of, um, I'm going to find it here. Excuse me, everyone. I've lost it. Wales? Well, yeah, she was born in Wales. So she was the Spencer family. Skip that. You guys Google it. Yeah. <laughs> and forgive me, please. <laughs> But she was born into the Spencer family who had been closely allied with the British royal family for several generations. Diana's grandmothers, Cynthia Spencer and Ruth Roche, had served as ladies-in-waiting to Queen Elizabeth. So that's like, she's the queen mother. So the Spencers were hoping for a boy to carry on their family line and had three girls. And when Diana was born, they were like, Please be a boy. Please be a boy. Please be a boy. And so they didn't have a name picked out for a girl. And then it took them a week and they came up with Diana Francis, and which is for her mother, who was um, Francis, I believe, and her um, after Lady Diana Spencer, who was a great aunt, who was also a potential princess of Wales. Interesting. Yes. So Sarah and Jane were her big sisters, and Charles was her younger brother. She had an infant brother, John, who died shortly after his birth, before Diana was born. So they had gotten their son, lost their son. And um, when Diana came, they were holding out hope. But they did finally get their son in Charles. And um, that desire to produce an heir, plus the loss of their child, really, like, added a strain to the Spencers' marriage. And apparently her mother was actually sent to Harley Street Clinics in London. So she was committed. She had postpartum depression. Yes, which is very typical. Most women have it. But back in the, you know, the British aristocracy in the 1960s, they were like, we'll send you away until you come back acting more appropriate. Interesting. And so it was a horrible time in the family. The, the couple, her parents never really... Survived. Survived. They, well, yeah, they never got, they never recovered from it. It yeah. was a humiliation. Um, and so eventually, Diana's mom left her dad. Like she had kind of, I watched a documentary called uh, Princess Diana, the woman behind, or like the woman with, like the real woman within or whatever. Uh-huh. And a lot of people described her mother as being you know, somebody who was a beautiful woman, struggled with, you know, depression, postpartum depression, obviously losing an infant. I can't imagine the devastation there. But when she finally, after, so after Diana, she finally gave birth to a baby boy. He made it to an age where they knew he was going to make it, you know? And then she was like, I'm out. I, I have done my duty for you, Earl Spencer. Who was a photographer, by the way. Oh. Yeah, he was a uh, amateur, but a very good photographer. That's why there were so many pictures of her growing up. Oh, wow. Yeah. And lots of videos. Yeah. Yes, he liked to take photos. Are you talking about her dad? Mm-hmm. I'm, his name is John. Sorry, it was John and Sandy. And I'm so sorry <laughs> that it took me that long to get there. <laughs> um, I did not write these notes as uh, clearly as I thought. But at the age of seven, Diana's parents divorce. And it was devastating for the family. Yeah. Not only was it incredibly taboo, but it felt like 
their mom abandoned them. Even though that was not at all her mother's intention, she was like, I'm in an unhappy marriage. Princess Diana herself recalls watching her father hit her mother. And it was a bad marriage. And it was what she, what her mom did was actually incredibly brave. But because of the laws of the courts of like, basically custody was taken away from her of her own children by her ex-husband. And she didn't get to raise her own kids because of something that her husband made legally impossible, not because she didn't want to. But at seven years old, you don't understand that, right? And you just feel abandoned. You feel abandoned. And both she and her brother described as adults that they didn't, they knew they had an unhappy childhood. They both described their childhoods as unhappy, Mm -hmm. which to me is, that's so sad. Like, mm-hmm. if you describe your childhood as, like, I had an unhappy childhood, it must have been pretty extreme because kids can pretty much have fun playing with a cardboard box. So, <laughs> yes, and they do it often. So, <laughs> yeah. if it's if they have an unhappy well, I think childhood, the dad was really after that happened, he was depressed too. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was humiliating. It was also, yeah, it was embarrassing. People, divorce was not a thing you did when you were a um, fucking earl who hung out with like the actual royal family on the rig, right. So the childhood of Princess Diana, or soon to be Princess Diana, was particularly difficult. And um, she had a very complicated relationship with her mother for her whole life. They would, you know, not be speaking, then they'd be on speaking terms, then they'd not be speaking. And it was on and on, on again, off again. So as a single dad, I mean, he remarried. Um, He married... The Countess of Dartmouth, um, Rain was her name, and Diana, and she did not get along. She did not like her stepmom. This is where you start to see that feistiness, that willing to kind of torture someone for bad behavior (laughs) coming out of Diana. But she basically, like, pushed her down the stairs one time and... Did not get along with her until later in life when they actually Wait, had a Diana really, pushed yes the pushed her stepmother down the stairs. Oh my god! Um, but yes, once Diana's dad inherited the title of Earl Spencer in 1975, that's when she became Lady Diana oh. Spencer. Great name, saying it again, Lady Diana. And of course, like any good lady, um, she was sent to boarding schools. So oh, she, yeah, at nine years old. Oh yeah, they that's get rid of those so kids young. fast. I think that's younger than most, though, but maybe not. Not so weird for a royal family. But yeah, like, I think for like the aristocracy, they're like, how soon can you take our children so that we can please go back to our vacations? Um, <laughs> in our so, public appearances. In our public appearances. But she began her formal education at Sealfield Private School and then moved on to the Riddlesworth Hall, which was an all-girls uh, boarding school when she was nine. And um, eventually joined her sisters at West Heath Girls School in Kent in 1973. So Diana was not necessarily a shining star academically, right? Mm -hmm. But what she did excel at was um, music, dance, athletics, and personality. All right? So she was an incredible swimmer and diver. She won many awards for her school. She wanted to be a ballerina and studied dance very seriously. But as she grew too tall, she still continued to study it, but she kind of abandoned her dream of that. She loved tap dance. I don't know actually how tall is too tall, but she was quite tall. Okay. Um, but I guess the people who were teaching her dance at some They're point like, were like, never gonna be a star. You'll never be a dancer, Diana. Never. Get out of this room. Um, she was also an incredibly talented piano player oh my and God. continued to play pay 
play piano like her whole life. And she loved it. She loved classical music. She loved ballet. She, um, she was also, uh, referred to as being very, she said she was naughty because she was always up for a giggle and a chat. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, how naughty. I mean, come on. I love to giggle and chat now. And I'm a grown woman. Imagine like teenage me. So (laughs) while not a, like a superstar academically, she definitely like, made an impression. Teachers loved her. Like she would stick around when it was supposed to be break after ballet class because she wanted to shoot the shit with her dance teacher about like how her week had been and like, tell me about your life. And they ended up being very good friends. And as an adult, Diana would bring her ballet teacher from high school to the palace to give her private ballet dancing lessons because she wanted to continue to practice because she loved it It is a good workout. And it's an excellent workout. workout. So after, um, Failing her O levels, which I'm assuming is like the SATs or ACTs, okay. two times. Oops. She ended up attending the Institute Alpin Vidimanette. It's a finishing school in Switzerland. She was there for one term and then eventually just left. But yeah. it was a finishing school. So you you know what that is. You like, get finished. You get finished. I'm just kidding. It teaches no. you how to To behave. be a proper lady. Yeah. So... Um, She returns to London, where she moved into her mother's flat with two school friends. She took a bunch of different kinds of jobs. She worked as a dance instructor for kids. Um, She was a playground preschool assistant, taught kindergarten, and worked as a nanny for an American family. And that's the job that she held when her whole world changed. Um, One interesting thing about her childhood that I watched in a documentary was when Diana was 13 years old, 13, she told her dad that she was going to marry someone in the public eye. And she didn't know who she was thinking maybe like a diplomat's wife, but she wasn't sure, but she had this like strong intuition that she was going to marry somebody very important and very public. And she went out of her way to make sure that she spent her teenage years or that she kept herself, and I put this in quotes, but this was an actual quote, tidy during her teenage years. Meaning like none. Meaning like no scandals. So what I, was, what I wrote after that was when she began to date Prince Charles at 19 years old, Diana Spencer had never had a boyfriend before. That is crazy. And then before I let you take it away with when Charles enters the picture, yeah. fun fact, Lady Diana Spencer first met Charles, Prince Charles of Wales, when she was 16 years old in November 1977, because at the time he was dating her big sister, yeah, I was hoping you were going to get Sarah there. Spencer, and they were guests um, of his at a country weekend during the summer of 1980. And she went and watched him play polo. And unbeknownst to her, whilst dating her sister, I know you're going to get into it. He actually started to take a serious interest in Diana as a potential bride, even though he was dating her sister. He was yeah. dating her sister. That All right, Vanya, it. take it away. Tell us well, the romantic part. Tell, well, this, we're not going to be romantic yet. Well, actually, that's not true. Because Prince Charles, in his youth, was a swinging dick, guys. And he was hot. He was I cute, was shocked. you know? I mean, you know, I would say... Like, not a hot, grown man, but... Oh, no. Man, those, like, beach not videos bad. they were showing, I was like, I'd hit it. Not, ma- not bad at all. But yeah, he was he was a, a man of the town. And, and the a, prince. And the prince. But he, he was also linked to over 40, la- 40 ladies, and that's only on the record before marrying. Um, but in 1970, and by the way, he, uh, just to remind you, he is 12 years older than 
Princess Diana, but whatever. We're not there yet. In 1970, he meets Camilla. Parker Bowles. Not at the time, but. That's right. Camilla. That's her married name. Yep, that's right. And her of, of Cornwall or something like that. Yeah. And they start dating. And before before she was hooking up with Prince Charles, Camilla was in a relationship with a retired British Army officer named Andrew Parker Bowles. And then they ended things in 1970, and he started dating Princess Anne, Charles' sister. And I was, and I just wrote Buckingham Palace, more like Bachelor in Paradise. Seriously, like <laughs> I'm saying, horny hookups in gorgeous locations. Um, yep, and small circles, <laughs> like small groups of people, just. Moving kind through each bar- other. Yeah, boinking yeah. each other. So, however, the royal family didn't like Camilla because she was a tomboy Why? and she wasn't the prettiest. And they're just, they really, uh, apparently, you know, this is the reason. She wasn't, and she didn't, she didn't have a title. Okay, it's the title. It's not because she wasn't pretty. I was going to say, I watched so many documentaries today where they showed footage of like young Camilla because she was always around. Right. Um, like in photos with Diana. And in photos with Charles. And she was totally cute. She was fine. She yeah. wasn't like There ugly. was nothing about her that would have been like, mm-mm. That's what they talked about in a couple things. But it's probably because she had no title. No title. And because she had serious boyfriends and things like that, her her uh, reputation maybe wasn't as clean as they would have liked. But. So gross. Regardless, Charles was in love with her. And in 1973, Prince Charles went into the Royal Navy and he didn't ask Camilla to wait for him. That's a big mistake, buddy, because... Oh, and it was also speculated that the royal family shipped him off on purpose. to Because he was getting too in love with her? Exactly, but it's not confirmed. So Camilla reconnects with her ex, and her parents, her parents, put out an announcement in the newspaper that Andrew Parker Bowles proposed to Camilla. <gasps> yeah, but he didn't. This forced him to ask her because... It would be like her parents did this. Her parents did this. So that's like some serious scandalous shit, like or really kind of like dirty, just dirty dealing. I know like our daughter needs to be married. And so we're going to force her, boy, her boyfriend to propose. To and her. so he did because it would be scandalous to say he didn't do right. it and it would look bad in front of others. And she was forced to accept except for shame for shame. And apparently their wedding was like the whole, the biggest thing of the, you know. The, of the day. Of the day. But in the um, royal, not royal, but like. Uh, Elite, the aristocracy. Thank you. Yeah. So it was a whole thing. It was on, covered in the news and everything. When Prince Charles found out and he was on the boat, it, it is said that he like sobbed all night long. But because he's royal, he couldn't, he needed to get his shit together and like not be upset about it. Don't be sad about your ex-girlfriend who you said, don't wait for me. Yeah. But I will say not to, I don't don't want to derail anything, but I've, I think this is fascinating because we're going to come back to Camilla repeatedly in this story when Camilla and Charles. So these are two people who really, truly, clearly loved each other. They're together to this day. Yeah. Um, who were, <coughs> excuse me, coughing, like forced not to be together. Right, exactly. They were forced not to get, be together because I guess he, I don't know, They did, it just wasn't the choice. I didn't learn too much, but I know, and if you watch The Crown or whatever, there's always like these dealings behind closed doors of um, the the... The higher royals. The queen. Yeah. Puppet, puppeteering everything. Yeah. So they didn't like it. It wasn't happening. And so, no, hell no. But they were, <laughs> Excuse me. They I have something friend, down on my wrong tube. Oh. I'm trying to drink water. <laughs> <laughs> <Go away. laughs> 
Um, so what happened? Okay, so by 1980, Camilla was cheating on her husband with Charles, but he couldn't have her. So he needed to find himself a wife. He was now over 30. And everybody was on his ass yeah, constantly. The pressure like, was on. Get married, man. That's have right. babies. Right. And like you said, he met Princess or he met Lady Diana as a teenager. And then um I have to refer to my different uh I, I found some interesting facts in the town and country article on her. Ooh. Yes, um, that's right. So Princess Char- Prince Charles met Diana in 1977 while dating her sister. And it, apparently it was like not not love. In fact, when the heir to the throne was first introduced to the future Princess of Wales during a, a grouse hunt at Althrop, Althorpe, um, the Spencer family home, he was there with her older sister, Sarah. But that was short because they were incompatible. And she apparently she was like, yeah, I wouldn't marry him if he was like the last man on earth. Something Her sister? Cr- yeah. She was like, if he were the dustman of the King of England is what, she, what she's quoted as saying. Scandalous. I know. So... Even though her big sis wasn't into him, uh, you know, Diana was like, she kind of had a different impression as far as what I've read. So I'm excited to hear some different takes. Well, also because she was so young. That's right. When she first met him, she was a 16-year-old. He's dating her big sister. He's the future king of England. So already, let's be real, like anybody born into like British aristocracy who has a shot in hell. Right, it's like that's the prize. That's true. And she said she told her friends that she was going to marry Prince Charles, and she said that the that the one man on the planet who is not allowed to divorce me, because she's really from her growing up, she was really screwed up over her parents' divorce, yeah. and she just did, was like couldn't handle it. So she's like, this is perfect. But later, she was in in another book. Um, she re- recalled the incident a little differently. And she said that she was taken by him, but he seemed like such a sad man. Like she, he was filled with grief. Apparently, that was he was desperately in love with another woman that he wasn't allowed to be with. And weirdly, she was like attracted a little bit to well, to that sadness. Sometimes we want, we think that we can fill the void. Yeah, you know, that's an ego thing, and that I don't blame her for that. That's not unique to her. Yikes. Also, how old is she? 16. Right, exactly. Are you kidding me? It's like stars in her eyes. And then I guess in an interview with The Telegraph in 1981, Charles said, I remember thinking that what a very jolly and amusing and attractive 16-year-old she was. I mean, great fun and bouncy, full of life and everything. I'm like, just ew. Yeah, because he would have been like in his late 20s. It's, you know. However, so it was, it was, everyone knew that this motherfucker was still in love with Camilla. And they'd, so it just didn't happen. Okay, so. So now she's older, right? And they, he kind of starts to court her, like a little bit in a way that she doesn't even really realize what's happening. He's like inviting her to things. And then she keeps noticing press around and she's like, oh, I should probably go away because this is going to cause like a scandal. And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, it's cool. Come to this barbecue with my family. But really, he's like, all right, I think I've settled on a person. It's true. And most of their courtship took place over the phone and they reportedly only met in person 13 times before before he proposed to her. Oh, I thought it was before they were married. I mean, I think, I think you're right. But so in, in February, 1981, the Royal couple, they announced their engagement. And so he's finally like, asked somebody and, or, you know, he's finally asked someone to marry him. And that someone 
is a 19-year-old, never had a boyfriend before, which is partly why he picked her, because there could never be any old boyfriends that came out of the woodwork to, like, expose dirty, dirty secrets or bad dealings. She was definitely a virgin, which, gross, like, why is that a thing that matters? (sighs) I know, it's gross. But he's 31 years old or something, and she's 19, and everyone's really excited. And then they're in. There's a book called Diana in Her Own Words. Yes, and that's the one that was that came I watched out. the documentary based, like that was the I, the tapes, the audio that. tapes that that book was based off of. So she says we had a ghastly interview the day we announced our engagement, and this ridiculous reporter said, "Are you in love?" I thought, what a thick question. So I said, yes, of course we are. And Charles turned around and said, whatever love means. And that threw me completely. I thought, what a strange answer. It traumatized me. Yes, because he was not in love. That's just so... Because, you know, she probably had some ideas of like, we'll grow to love each other or something. Well, also, one of the things that was repeatedly stated in everything that I read and watched is that... So they were definitely, like, at the time when they began seeing each other before he proposed, they were besotted with each other. They were in lust, as most people are at the beginning of relationships with each other. He did find her delightful and attractive and wonderful. She found him charming and handsome and the prince, you know, like... They had genuine feelings for each other, but they weren't based on any actual relationship because they barely knew each other. But because of pressure to, like... Get married and start having babies. Prince Charles was like, I got to find the right kind of girl because my girl's gone. Yeah, I'm sure it's something that I bet there's like almost an etiquette for this. It's oh, like you yeah. have the person that you're that you're making babies with and then you have the person that you're in love with and then, you know, or you just see on the side fornicating a bunch of things and people and <sighs> it's frustrating. So, of course, Diana gets pregnant immediately and Wait, though, before you go. Yeah, she does. Are we just skipping over the whole wedding? Oh, no. Give it to me. Okay, so the royal wedding. If you're anybody who even lives today, you might be, maybe you're young and didn't watch Princess Diana's. I didn't watch it. Look up her dress. I didn't watch it either, but I just know because I have a degree in costume design. It's like her dress is amazing. Epic. But they got married before I was born. I think it was 1981. Mm -hmm. And so that was the year before I was born. But that's the video and the photos are iconic. But if you're alive today, you're aware of, like, the spectacle that is a royal wedding, right? Because we just recently had one, like, what, two, three years ago for Prince Harry. And then only, you know, a few years prior to that, Prince William's Mm -hmm. wedding. And so you see that's, like, millions and hundreds of millions of people watch this shit and get super excited. And everybody wears weird hats and is like, cheerio, we're British now for the day. Um, But their wedding was... It was amazing. a big fucking yeah. deal. Her dress was beautiful. But one thing that I think is important. So I just, I don't want us to gloss over this. Before the wedding took place, like Lady Diana found out about Camilla. Oh. She was visiting him, you know, one of the 13 times or something before they got married in person in his office. And a phone call came through, and it was his good friend, Camilla, who Diana knew and had spent time with. In fact, at one point, like, before he officially proposed, she had told Diana, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do this. And Diana was like, uh, do what? Anyway, 
she knew they were on the phone. She was kind of awkwardly sitting in the room because she barely knew the man she was about to marry. So she was like, I should be polite and step out of the room while he's on the phone with his friend. She steps out of the office, but but she stays right outside the door because she's like waiting. This is one of the few times they get to hang out or whatnot. And she overhears him as they're getting off the phone, kind of tearfully say, I will always love you. You are my forever love. I will always love you. Oh my God. And she shattered. See, I thought that happened after they no, got married. No, she knew. She wanted She wanted to back out of the wedding because of this. And her older sister, her older sister, who had, you know, clearly thought not well of him, was like, too late, Ducky, your face has already been stitched on the tea towel. And they kind of had a laugh, but also was like, no, it's really too late. You you literally can't back out. And then there are also reports that Charles also wanted to back out. Like, they didn't know each other well enough to get married. There was clearly some some incompatibility that was starting to kind of show itself in the brief Amount of time they and he was in love together with and someone he was straight else. up madly in love with someone else. I mean, can you imagine that? Can no. you imagine having the love no. of your life? There's someone you and you can't be married, but you have what to marry kills the me though person? is that if if but I'm just I'm just saying though what kills me about the irony of all of this is if Prince Charles had just had a fucking ounce of the gumption yes yeah, and spunk and desire to be honest that his his wife had none of this had to happen like tell everybody to fuck themselves marry the beautiful or sorry the not beautiful enough (laughs) not titled enough oopsies she had to get divorced to be with me woman that you love and don't destroy a bunch of people's lives um but as it is in the royal family that's just not how it works you must be very mm -mm. and as a a sense of duty basically kind of propelled both of them towards More their so. marriage more than anything else. Also, uh, an eating disorder developed during the engagement, um, which would become widely publicized, which mm-hmm. was bulimia. Um, Diana, in one of the audio tapes that, that was used for that book, said, like, right after their engagement, and they were doing something with the press, and the cameras were off, and the people had left, and Charles put his hand around her, her waist and said something like, oh, it's a little, little chubby there, aren't we? And she proceeded to start vomiting and then would get incredibly skinny. She said her first fitting for her wedding dress, her waist was 29 inches. On the mm-hmm. day of her wedding, like her final, oh, sorry, the day of her final fitting, her waist was 23 and a half inches. What? And she had wasted away to nothing. Oh my which God. Which is how she felt emotionally as well. You would, you would. Because it's an eating disorder is never just about, well, I mean, it can be, but oftentimes it's about much more mental. It's that control. Is yeah. It's about control. So now she's like thrust into the public She's 19 years old, by the way, not a famous person, no experience with the press, no experience. Yes, she's like part of the British aristocracy, but she doesn't Mm -hmm. know what it means to be a royal. She doesn't know protocol. She doesn't know rules. So everything is kind of being like thrown at her all at once. When she fails, everyone lets her know she fails. When she succeeds, no one says a thing because she's just expected to succeed. Mm -hmm. And so the stress of that... Also, the fact that she is in love with this man, as far as she understands love, is at 19 years old, who clearly is in love with That's somebody funny. else, is, you know, and she thinks maybe, like, it's one thing she can have control over, right? But it's just, it just makes me so sad, because, yeah. like, he should just never have married her. Right. Well, and, and when she was pregnant with uh, <clears throat> Prince William, apparently she threw herself down the stairs to get his attention, but it didn't work. Yeah. 
It just didn't work. He just didn't. He was he didn't indifferent care. towards her. Yeah, which is, ugh, this was like not the life she signed up for. So so Prince William's born 1982, same year as Abren. Prince Harry him. was born in 1984. And so, yeah, she was, she was depressed and not, and, and she did learn that they, she, I guess maybe knew, but she knew they were like boinking on the side, Camilla and. Oh and yeah. Charles. She knew about it. From before they got married. In fact, let me just throw, like, drop this bomb in there. On their honeymoon, Prince Charles received a wedding gift from his good friend Camilla, which was a pair of cufflinks with entwined C's that kind of looked like the Chanel label for Charles and Camilla. And Diana knew immediately that they were still would, lovers. I mean, and any hope that she had after they took their wedding vows that they would be, you know, like faithful yeah. to each other was destroyed because you could think okay just keep it in your pants so what you love somebody else you're with me we're doing that right but- and she's married too like yeah but no no also i will say that i watched a documentary that said that between yes she suffered from postpartum depression and there were some really really dark mm-hmm. times but once prince william was born before she gave birth to prince harry and she had kind of emotionally like recovered from her postnatal depression was the closest that she and Charles ever were in their whole marriage. They were like a legitimate couple, genuinely fond of one another. Prince Charles was besotted with, with William wanted to come home, wanted to feed him the bottle, like was a doting dad. And that's when they actually really got to know each other and really did love each other. Really? And it will explain that why, you know, when their marriage actually ends up, you know, not working out, they were great friends as divorced co-parents that's good because they did love each other at one time it took the birth of their child and then also was weirdly like kind of ruined by the birth of their second child or something. so yeah so the the second child apparently um prince charles was di- disappointed that it wasn't a girl right he wanted to be like one girl one boy one, 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 boy. Boy, one girl we're done because she gave him a son right away right that's yeah. the big concern <laughs> and so he's like i only want one more kid Let's have the girl yeah. get it out of the way. So he was and a big about like, that. Damn, I'm but scared. then he also Prince Harry had red hair, which was on her like on her side. It was whatever, and he didn't like that either. But but let, look how cute he is now. He's, oh my god, he's so cute. So but cute. don't you guys worry about Lady Diana? She started having her own affairs um, in 1986. 86, she started having an affair with her writing instructor. Um, Army officer James Hewitt, and she had that affair with for five years. So it's like you want to go riding, or let's go bonk bonk bonk. I know what bonk, riding bonk, means. Bonk, 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 bonk. Let's go riding. It's a Push great like bonk, 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 bonk. cover. Also, for what else about her? Oh, she loved. This is a fun fact about um Princess Diana is that she loved romance novels. Like she was just apparently she was a dreamer and just right. loved that fantastical stuff. And I looked. There's this uh person. I forget what the. Anyways, I was trying to find the the romance novel so I could read you guys a passage, but I couldn't find it. I could only find it in Spanish, but... Fun fact, my name is my name. So my middle name is Taylor, but it's hyphenated because my mom was obsessed with Barbara Taylor Bradford romance novels and hoped that one day I would write them. You will. So I... now I'm reminded that I must do that. Well, maybe... I feel like if you write romance, you should write true... Or maybe... I'm going to write rom-crime novels. Yes. It's a new genre. It is. That's what we've talked about. It. It's happening. We've already... She has a couple on her list. It's totally fine. But anyways, um, this was not the life she signed up, as we said. But um, in 1989, she started having an affair with James Gilby, a car dealer. 
And guys, this is where it gets crazy. And he said, that "Is this the guy she was sleeping with? The uh-huh, affair of five yeah. years? Okay, uh-huh. this is the second guy from in 1989, and he called her Squidgy. That was his like pet name for her, and it was a scandal. Like, what does Squidgy mean? I don't. know. It's like it's just like oh, lovey, or oh, oh okay. I don't know. Maybe Squidgy is some weird. Well, British, I was just you know like because like, you know what minge is. I do. It's my vagina. I love me minge. Yeah. So I'm on like Squidgy. Like I feel like what if that's like." cunt in fancy Ooh. british or what if it's like well, why would he call his lover cunt? yeah <laughs> well it's what probably it's like, like favorite my favorite person like to bone beautiful tits or something so squidgy it's big scandal. It's sugar tits i'm very sorry <laughs> that i oh maybe it's sugar tits squished together no but did you so i didn't think that was bad right squidgy sounds like a completely nothing innocuous thing to call someone but my friend other than fat maybe like squishy but squidgy i don't know yeah, yeah. I, but it, it was a big thing but guess what? This was not as scandalous as the next gate that came out. Camilla Gate, or better disgustingly known as Tampon Gate. <gasps> A few months later, an even more scandalous recording comes out. Tamp- Tampon Gate involved the prince detailing, oh God, I can't even, how, how he'd very much like to get into Camilla's pants. It's important to note this conversation was leaked to the press and published four years after it took place in 1989 when Charles and Diana were still married and Camilla was married to her first husband, husband, Andrew Park Bowles. Okay, so here is, I'm just going to give you a little. I'm just so upset already. This is reported by the mirror from by the mirror and it goes a little something like this. Oh God, I just, I'll just live inside your trousers or something. It would be easier. What are you going to turn into a pair of knickers? <laughs> oh, you're going to come back as a pair of knickers. Oh, God forbid. A tampax, just my luck. You're a complete idiot. What a wonderful idea. My luck to be chucked down a lavatory and go on and on forever, swirling on, round on the top, never going down. <laughs> oh, darling. <laughs> Until the next one comes through. I'm not done yet. I'm turning the page. You. Oh, my God. On. And then she says... Oh, perhaps you could just come back as a box. What sort of box? A box of Tampax, so you could just keep going. That's true. Repeating yourself. Oh, darling, I, oh, I just want you now. And of course, the world lost its collective shit <laughs> when this tape le- leaked. Not just because of the weird, gross, dirty talk but that was coming out of a man who was meant to be the future fucking king of England, but also, is that how the royals... Do phone sex barf? I think. I barf. mean, first of all, I've never heard of that, and that is horrifying. It's but it's also like, I wish I could be your tampon and just live. But up like, how you. compatible were those two men? They, they were just, like on the same wavelength. There, like, she wasn't like, um, you're fucking stupid and gross. Get away from me. She was like, yeah. I wish you were a box of tampons, yeah, not just a single tampon, exactly. like a a box of them that I could just constantly. I know. Like reinsert you. Disgusting. Oh my god, so but horrifying. that is just craziness. And you could that for me says, oh, you were children. You were friends as children. I don't know. Like who? Yeah. Or, well, maybe, they, or when, maybe it's something they're into. I don't know. But it just seems insane. Okay. Period sex is for some people. And <laughs> I, apparently God. it's definitely for Charles so, and Camilla, who are oh still my. a couple right now. And now I'm embarrassed and blushing thinking about it. They, yeah. Okay. So gross. But anyways, here we are. Prince Charles and Lady Diana, were they... They were their marriage is starting to kind of fall apart. Yeah. But this is when it, when I, I have... They, they are they split... Oh, we're going to... In 1992. Let's yeah, let's do yeah. it. And she saw her children on alternating holidays. 
Um, the tabloids went cuckoo. Both Diana and Charles used the media as a weapon. And they're separated. They're not divorced yet. And the paparazzi become completely obsessed with Diana. And I, I don't know. Did you... There, there was a ski trip. So I think this is interesting. So she takes her boys on a ski trip. And it was agreed with the, fo- with the um, journalists or, I guess, paparazzi that she was going to do a photo call at the mount- bottom of the mountain. And then she was going to get to have her day with the kids. Right. Um, but the photographers were completely batshit. They were in her face. They followed them up to the, up the mountain. The ki- the boys were scared. Right, because it wasn't like three photographers. No, it was, it was like, like 40. 50, yeah. You know? And and it was it just inappropriate. Like I think in her past it had always been like, okay, so here we've done our we've done our photo op and now we you let us be who right. we're gonna be. And this time it wasn't that no. way. No. So yeah, the Because now she wasn't the princess anymore. Maybe that's it. They lost its decency and perspective of what's appropriate. Um, I wrote their assholes. They've lost it to this day. It's true. Prince William said that they would chase them in, all over their li- on their life within their lives on motorbikes, yell, spit at them to get a reaction like the picture they wanted, and just and then one thing he said that I thought was really interesting, and that was in the HBO documentary series that was called um, Diana, Our Mother. Yes, that was really lovely. She he said never let them too far in because it's very difficult to get them back. Out and you need to create boundaries. So, and then this is when, under the Queen's order, Prince Charles and Lady Diana divorced in August 1996. She received a royal sum of $30 million. It was like different pounds or whatever. Right. Kensington Palace. And she had her office in Kensington and also could use office in whatever the royal well, estate. Well, and you know, the reason why the Queen basically insisted they get divorced is because of the BBC interview that Diana gave. Tell. So, Quick story. Uh, both Charles and Diana were invited to the surprise 40th birthday party of Camilla Parker Bowles' older sister. Now, nobody actually assumed that Princess Diana was going to come to this thing. But at this point, she's fucking mad. She's yeah. like, this woman, uh, like, this is my husband. The balls on like, this chick. The ball, not, but not even that. But just like, she didn't accept the fact that he was allowed to be in love with somebody else and she was just going to be his dutiful wife who bore his children. Yeah, she thought she was going to be in a marriage that was full of love. She didn't want what her parents had. She didn't want a broken, awful thing. So she decides, I'm going to this birthday. And Charles is like, you don't have to come. And she's like, oh, I know, but I'd like to come. She walks into the house. She described it in several documentaries that I watched as like everybody <laughs> stopped speaking and they couldn't believe she was there. It's very, you know, like, oh, God, she's here. Uh-huh. Because I'm, like, I'm pretty I'm sure invited. this entire party knew about Camilla and Charles. Uh. And, like, when Diana showed up, it was kind of like, oh, shit, okay, I guess we have to pretend they're not a thing. So um, about an hour into the party, Diana realizes that she doesn't know where Camilla is and she doesn't know where Charles is. <clears throat> and she convinces her bodyguard, you're going to go with me. I have to find them. Yes, you And do. she's like... I'm going to barge in on them like mid coitus or whatever. And I just want to witness so that they can't just say I'm crazy and lying. And her bodyguard's like, this is really not in my job description, ma'am, but sounds fun. Let's go. <laughs> so they go downstairs, they go into like a study and in the study is Camilla, Charles, and also another man. And they're just having a chat. Okay. Like they're just talking like friends. So Diana comes in <clears throat> and everyone's like, Oh, hello. Welcome. Join us, please. Also, noteworthy, when she entered the party, 
She shook Camilla's hand, and up until this point, they had always exchanged the <laughs> British kiss, and yeah. she rebuffed her and was basically like, I know, bitch, yeah. by shaking her hand. So they're all having an awkward conversation now that Diana's there, and then she says to the men, would you guys excuse me? I'd love to have a word with Camilla for a moment. Uh-oh. And everyone's like, so the men are like, okay, and they like slow, you know, backwards out the room, like... um. Peter Griffin on Family Guy, you know, out the window. <laughs> and then she basically just looks at Camilla and she says, I just want you to know that I know exactly what's going on. I've known since before we were married. Yeah. And all I want you to know is that I love my husband and I'd really, really like it if you would please stop doing what you're doing. And then she hears what sounds like total chaos happening upstairs like everybody i think assumes like a row is about to like take place like there's gonna be like a cat fight involving the princess and the mistress of the prince and all she said was i just want you to know that i know i've always known and i love my husband i'm not just here to be like a dutiful yeah wife back off and so i just want you to know that like i i want to be his wife in every way that matters and you are keeping me from i you're preventing me from being what able did to she do say that. back did they i guess she kind of like played dumb she's like i don't know what you're talking about. she's like no i know and then camilla was just kind of like i it's, it's i we're not and she was like I just want you to know that I really do love Oh, him. my God, you guys. On that note. Yes. Should we call it right there? Yeah, because you know what? We've got such a fun and, well, it's sad too, but there's so much amazing. This could be like a seven-part series. It's so good. Maybe we'll get to do one. But I think part of this, the reason I wanted to do this is, A, I don't know enough about it, and I know how many people were so obsessed with her. pre death even. Yeah. But like how, how many people loved her, and I can't wait to get into next week about her like – philanthropic stuff yes diana and what she accomplished because so many while all of this is going on right so this tumultuous home life that involved eating disorder eating disorders tabloid like crazy coverage media um there was more than one not like real attempt on her life but in a a desperate cry for help like throwing herself down the stairs she stabbed herself in the chest once. Self-harming. There's a self-harming, but she was just calling out for help. She was this 19-year-old girl thrust into uh, a life that is a hard life in terms of like the hard and fast rules of it all. Mm-hmm. I know. And and you know, I feel like I was thinking about it. Um, Prince Charles was like, you know, his mother, the queen, did mm-hmm. not want him to marry Camilla, but I feel like he was I don't know if this is true, but it seemed to me like he was like, I'm going to torture everyone because my mummy didn't give me what I wanted in the first place, you know? Right, you shipped me off to war, mummy. I know. I could have married Camilla. I know. And you know what? Let's not make light of that because that might be true. But what I think is more important is that if he had just had the balls on him that Diana had. I know. And had just said... This isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. Camilla, this isn't working for me, as she said. Mommy, this isn't working for me. Yeah. I want to marry a woman I love. I'm sorry that she's my age. I'm sorry she's had boyfriends before right. and that you don't think she's cute enough and she doesn't have a title. But I love her and I'll be happy and I'll still give you the fucking airs you're looking for. Right. But I will say the thing about Miss Diana, Lady Diana, she... though she was honestly having a really rough time, she did some amazing things in her life and she, she did things that changed the world. And I feel like, 
you know, I'm sorry that she had to suffer, but she definitely made some changes she that did. would not necessarily been able to be made. Uh, yeah. So and we'll what, talk about that yeah, next week. We're going to do though. that next week because what Diana did was she grew up via the media, mm-hmm. but she also found her power and her voice via the media. And That's then right. they also stole her, her life to a degree. But she did it in style mm-hmm. and she looked beautiful. Okay. So we're going to we're gonna halt there because yep. otherwise this is going to be a 17-hour episode. So but we're going to come back next week. We're going to take you through the rest of our story. We're going to talk about cons- a couple we're conspiracies. We're going to definitely go down um, a Reddit conspiracy theory rabbit hole that I fell down. And then we're going to talk about what was is widely accepted is what happened. But mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us, yes, joining us, you guys. Please tune in next week. So many crazy possibilities as far as the, you know, the most extreme among us. And... Think. Just to remind you, we only have, this will be two more episodes after this to culminate our season one of Rom Crime. Yes. So please join us next week. Episode part two. Episode part two. No, (laughs) it's part two. Episode 49 of The People's Princess. That's right, guys. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.